The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hello and welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Pastor P., how are you doing today? Listen, I am blessed and highly favored, my friend, just <laughs> like you. We are, aren't we? Well, it's good to be with you, and we're going to talk today about God being good, even in the hard times. And listening to someone who's going to address, at times, wondering is God good all the time and working through that and how they worked through that? Yeah, we're going to meet a man today. You sat down with him recently in Noonan, Georgia and talked with him. And I previewed this conversation. I want our listeners to know this is a good one coming it up. It really is. Uh, Mr. Stan Reeves, who was a former cancer patient and now a current caregiver for his wife, really unpacks the mental, emotional, and spiritual journey of a male caregiver. And I place emphasis on male because he speaks from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have some very interesting insights. Yeah, I know I learned when I previewed the conversation. Our listeners will enjoy hearing from Stan in just a moment on this week's edition. Hey, as you know, cancer patients and their families have a great variety of practical needs. Some of the needs are expected, some are unanticipated, but you've thought through this carefully. I have, because understanding the practical needs of cancer patients Seems very obvious, Wayne, but in many cases, people simply haven't thought about what are some of the practical elements and desires and dynamics of people who are going through a battle of cancer. So we put this resource together, again, as is the case with all of our resources, to give people things to uh, practically apply to the process and the paradigm and the conversation of cancer. Well, I wanted to bring that up at the beginning of the program here today because, again, you've written this. It's called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients, and it's so helpful, so valuable, that I want our listeners to go right now to our website, If unless you're driving. If you're driving, just make a mental note of this. Yeah, right? we'll do that later. <laughs> Come yeah. back to that later. But our website is healthhopeandinspiration.com. Go to the website, download this week's free featured resource, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. And with that, you'll you'll really begin to gain some insight around some things because one of the things that people often struggle with from a supportive perspective is, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. This resource will give you some things to think about and things to potentially address with individuals that'll be very helpful for them. Indeed. Just go to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com and download Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. And I hope that you're subscribing to this podcast. I hope you're not just, uh, you know, every week saying, hey, it's time for me to go chase that down. Because when you subscribe to it, it comes to you automatically. And that's the design of the uh, idea of the subscription, that we want people to receive this without having thought about it. And again, it comes to your uh, device of choice. You can listen at your leisure while you're working out. You know, while you're walking, while you're out enjoying, you know, in the backyard, it's there for you and it comes directly to you as should every week. Use your favorite podcast app to download Health, Hope and Inspiration. Subscribe through iTunes. And if you go to iTunes, don't forget, as we always say, to leave a review of what you learn from this program so that others can learn from it. And hopefully they'll want to subscribe as well. Yeah, we just need some feedback. We want feedback. Tell us what this show has done and is doing for you and leave review for others to understand what this podcast podcast or show can do for them. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind,
mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're going to hear from our guest in just a moment, but let's set a scriptural theme for this program here today. And as normal, our spiritual nugget for today that'll give us the foundation and frame this conversation is found in Psalms 126. And we're going to read verses five through six that basically says this, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And we're going to really understand the mental and emotional dynamic of what this scripture is saying, because going through difficult, hard times sometimes is a tearful or painful or uncomfortable journey. But we must continue to uh, be faithful in the midst of, of that of that discomfort, but there is a reward and there is a harvest that we'll be reaping as a result of how we are sowing at that time. We are reminding each other that God is good even in the hard times. And he's good all the time. Well, Percy, as I said earlier, you recently traveled to Noonan, Georgia, where one of our Cancer Treatment Centers of America is located, and you sat down to talk with Stan. Let's meet our guest this week on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, with me today is Stan Reeves. Uh, Stan is with us today, and I'm excited. Stan is uh, a former cancer patient, a current caregiver who has been a part of the Noonan, Georgia Cancer Treatment Center of America experience from a clinical care perspective. Thank you for being with us today, Stan. It's a pleasure, Reverend McCray. Thank you for having me. Well, with that being said, you, you've got a very interesting background, my friend. You have uh, experience being a cancer patient. You are now currently a caregiver for your wife, uh, Dana, and you have also gone through the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training Program. So let's first start by saying, I'm assuming that you are well with your own personal health, sir? I am well. Okay. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, amen. All right. So, and, and, and are you, you're, you're clinically cleared of your cancer now? Clinically clear since uh, the year 2000, okay. so 18 years. Well, praise yeah. God for that. And Amen. what type of cancer did you have, sir? I had testicular cancer. Okay. So had a, a pretty easy course compared to most, yeah. you know, but um, still a journey. Yes. Nonetheless, the diagnosis always yes. is tough to hear, but uh, then you just got to, you know, take it in stride and move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And you are now currently providing care for your wife, Dana, who is still currently a cancer patient. And she's treating at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Noonan, Georgia. That's correct? That is correct. And how is she doing right now? She's doing well. She's holding her own. Uh, 2017 was a rough year okay. for us. Um, you know, she experienced uh, a lot of the... Uh, necessary treatments and uh, changes in the course therapy that a lot of patients almost four years in with stage four colorectal cancer okay. have to go through. So she's beaten the odds, you know, Praise but, God. Uh, amen. amen, but uh, she's still, you know, as I tell everybody, uh, we're still taking it day by day. So. Okay. With that being said, let's talk about being a caregiver. Um, we've had many caregivers on our show. Uh, and I think caregivers are 
probably the most underrated group within the cancer community conversation. And I don't think that it's consciously done, but it. But I think that that is a reality. The caregivers just simply kind of get forgotten about or overlooked because all of the focus is obviously on the patient. Mm-hmm. But from a caregiver's perspective, I'd like to hear um, about some of the highs and lows, some of the things that you've had to, for lack of a better term, struggle through and work through, obviously using your faith, support a family, et cetera. What has been, what's been the experience like being a caregiver of a cancer patient? Well, to be a caregiver and also be a cancer survivor, I can say with 100% assurance being a caregiver for me was much more stressful and is much more stressful than, you know, my course uh, of having cancer. Um, To see the woman that you've been married to for 30 years, Mm. you know, your best friend, your high school sweetheart, going through uh, just the treatments and the procedures that a cancer patient has to go through uh, with the cancer that she's dealing with uh, has has really tested me and tried me you know so as a cancer patient my course was fairly swift okay you know i had surgery had it taken care of Mm -hmm. uh, didn't need chemo or anything but my wife on the other hand she's she's had the full course she's had the you know just the different procedures to target the uh, tumors in her liver you know, she's had radiation, okay. uh, has been through probably three or four different courses of uh, cancer chemotherapy treatment to include an immunotherapy trial. Got it. So we've, we've run the mill, but it has tested me from the standpoint that, you know, you think your faith is strong. What we learned in our journey of hope, yeah. you know, as leaders was really uplifting for me as a caregiver because... I find out you get very dry as you're going along sure. through the journey. Sure. You know, family and friends are there, but you tend to live with the diagnosis. Yes. Every time you see friends or family, it's about, you know, how's the cancer? Right. How's the wife doing? Right. So it's it's been very stressful, very testing on my faith, and it has stretched me to the point of where I, I've actually questioned, you know, I know God is sovereign, right. but is God good yeah. all the time? Yeah. So yeah. really stretch me. Well, and, and you've you've said some very profound and important things in, in my 20-plus year career of supporting cancer patients. Uh, there's a few terms, buzz terms that, I've, that I heard there that I, I want to try to unpack a little bit. Number one, coming from the perspective of a male as well, I don't think that many people understand or know or can appreciate the mental and emotional struggle that men have. Not that women don't have mental, emotional struggles, but men, we're wired different. We're just kind of a different animal, as as all men hopefully would be honest to attest to, that under the type of circumstances that you describe, you really, you really get into some interesting places that you have to try to figure out what's going on with you. Uh, and, and as you stated, even in terms of your relationship with God, talk a little bit more about that. Again, you talked about the sovereignty of God. Then you talked about, is God really good mm. all the time? And I can't believe you said that. That's what probably somebody listening would say right now. But that's a real place, my friend. Amen. And that's a real place that a lot of caregivers and men find themselves. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Amen. 
Well, I've been fortunate enough to have a discipleship group at my church with four other men that I uh, do Bible study with Mm -hmm. uh, on a regular basis. We meet every Monday morning and just spend about an hour and a half in prayer and uh, really just uh, talking about how things are going. So that group of men to surround me and be there for me has... Uh, has been extremely helpful. Okay. You know, it is an outlet for me to really share with other men who are not walking the same journey but have the same faith right. that I have. Right. They can come around me and pray for me and and just text me on a regular basis or call me on a regular basis. Okay. But, you know, but really from a spiritual perspective, I didn't realize it would be uh, the spiritual warfare mm. that I would truly – you know, begin to think of cancer as something that's not just, you know, a physical uh, presence. It's also a spiritual Absolutely. presence in your family and can truly drive a wedge through your family yes. or can be something that brings your family together. It's interesting. So. You're right, because I often quote and say on this show, cancer is a community, family, church disease. And I know that we don't want to hear that. But the fact of the matter is that's absolutely true, and you're right. And I've seen families torn apart, pulled apart. I've seen marriages torn apart and pulled apart by the stress, uh, the anxiety, the uncertainty, the pressure of cancer diagnosis and treatment. And so to hear you say as a man, and, and not only that, you're a big man. You're a, you're, you're a man's man, if I could say that. That every day you weren't standing on the mountaintop beating your chest saying, I'm faith man today. That you had moments that you struggled and that you needed the help and the camaraderie of other men that helped pulled you up and buoyed you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to hear a man say, and there may be some men listening to this show right now who with tears in their eyes struggling, they don't want to talk to anyone. They don't want to open up to anybody. You say what? I say you have to open up. I know a lot of people, you know, when they get a cancer diagnosis, they they want to keep it a secret. They don't want to tell people. And I just think, how can people pray for you? How can people support you and lift you up if you want to carry this? But I'm a strong, proud man. You know, I keep it all in my in my chest. It's in my chest. I got it. Amen. And even going through the Our Journey of Hope program, you know, the leadership training just hearing some of the personal stories of cancer survivors there, you know, who were tested, who did try to go it alone. I think uh, in retrospect, you know, they would have much rather had somebody walking alongside them and, you know, then then go at it alone. Let's talk about our journey of hope. And again, we have a little time. Why did you take the Our Journey of Hope cancer care, free cancer care leadership training program offered by the Cancer Treatment Centers of America? Well, there's two specific points I want to make sure, uh, you know, I can mention. The first is when you're going through cancer and you're a caregiver, you know, you just, you really want to get as much information, you know, not only about the disease, but also about how to minister to your loved one or minister to people in your church. And and what I found about the church, which is lacking, is uh, just... When I went through our journey of hope, I don't want to sound like I'm being negative towards the church, but the church in a lot of ways does not know how to deal with cancer patients. That's absolutely correct. You're right. So, you know, I just find it 
you know, mind-boggling that the pastoral care group through the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, you know, has come together to support churches in an effort to bring awareness to cancer, how to minister to people who have cancer. Well, and it's just like anything else. You only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know until somebody shows you. And so with that, it speaks to that very point of really bringing enlightenment and education to a well-intended group of people who simply don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. until they don't know they don't know it. And someone says, here's what you need to know. That's what that's what I'm hearing you say happened with this training for you. Oh, absolutely. And to the effect that when our pastor, uh, our minister of education and myself went through the leadership training, we took it back to our church at Ephesus, the pastor took every session, went through every oh, session himself, wow. and he wanted to train our deacons, okay. our deacon fellowship, you know, on how the do's and don'ts of how to minister sure. to cancer patients, even how to minister to people when they go do the hospital ministry yeah. through our deacon fellowship. So it was really good for our church as a whole, you know, because, what, like I said earlier, you tend to be identified by your diagnosis right. once you have cancer. So every time we go to church, you know, what we try to create as an environment at our church is, you know, don't always address the cancer. Mm -hmm. You know, ask how the kid's doing, Mm -hmm. how's the family doing, Mm -hmm. instead of it always being how you feel in the day, you know, those types of things. So our journey of hope, uh, the the last thing I wanted to say about it specifically was – I mentioned there's a dry spell that you can go through as a believer. You did say that, yes. Coming to the leadership training was almost like going to a revival spiritually. The pastoral care staff here at the Noonan campus is just unbelievable. They're some of the most spirit-filled pastors, leaders that I have ever seen, have ever been around. Amen. And through the two days that we were here, I was refreshed and renewed in a way that I can't tell enough people, uh, friends, family, you know, who live outside of the area that they need this in their church. It needs to be part of their church. If it's not, then they're missing the true essence of what it means to come alongside, you know, people who are suffering. Yes. And do it in a way that builds up and edifies instead of a way that's just a continual reminder, you know. And so what I'm hearing is that the the one big takeaway for you as a – as a former cancer patient, as a current caregiver, and as an indiv- as a graduate of the Our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership Training, is what's one big thing you want to say to the audience? What's the, one, the last big thing? I think the last big thing is God gives us our spouse, our significant other, to be good stewards with. When I started this journey, my driving hope was, you know, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns my wife. He has given her to me on loan to be a good steward with. And I didn't want to leave anything on the playing field. We saw the national championship last night here. And, you know, just like those guys, I do not want to leave anything on the playing field. I want her to know she's been loved, Mm. that she's been ministered to, and her family has gathered around her, you know, for the four years that she's had cancer. And it's not just, you know, been tears. There's been a lot of joy through this process. Well, blessings, continued blessings of health, hope, and inspiration to your wife, Dana, 
to you, Stan. This has been Stan Reeves uh, on Health, Hope, and Inspiration Day. We thank you, love you, God bless you, my friend. Keep keeping on. Uh, the best is still yet to come. Yes, sir. It's been an honor. Thank you. What an honest and uplifting conversation. Truly and insightful when we begin to really look at and hear, as we've talked about many times on this uh, program, Wayne, the, the complexities and in some cases misunderstandings about being a caregiver and what goes with that. Yeah, he's in a unique position as a survivor and a caregiver. I want to unpack the conversation with Stan with you in just a moment, if that's okay. Absolutely. All I right. think that there's a lot to discuss. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence and Form therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options simply by calling the phone number at the top of our homepage. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And one more thing, don't forget to download our free resource, Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. Percy, you've put this together. It's so helpful, and it covers such practical things. It's available free of charge. Absolutely. We talk about a couple of things within this document. We won't go through it exhaustively, uh, about encouraging people to have a healthy lifestyle. And again, we know we, we should do that, but under the circumstances of being a patient, you know, people need to be reminded and encouraged to still think about having a healthy lifestyle and helping out with daily tasks and what some of those tasks can be that people can help with and reaching out to family members as well within the framework of talking about things that are important to the family members that we can support with. So this document gives a lot of really good practical advice and suggestive things that we can fold through. All right. It's available. You can download it right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, I'm still thinking about what Stan taught us today. What a, what a great guy. I, I really appreciated your interview with Stan Reeves here today. Um, he credits our journey of hope. Amazingly, you know, as we continue to work with that program and nurture that program, and it's growing daily uh, with regard to those who are participating with it from a trained perspective and the leaders network that we've also created where people can join online and stay engaged and be nurtured, even if they haven't gone to one of the trainings. Uh, what is clear and apparent is that the faith community is beginning to understand and respond to the fact that they simply do not possess the uh, the wherewithal and insight and information to really address what is now the most common disease in our landscape. Mm -hmm. One out of, you know, two men, one out of every three women expected to be potentially diagnosed with cancer, according to the American Cancer Society. Uh, well over 1.6 million people estimated to be diagnosed with cancer by the cancer, American Cancer Society, that this is the malady of our day, but we're simply not equipped to really address it, even from a faith-based perspective. And anyone listening to us right now can can benefit from our program, which we call Our Journey of Hope. How do we get the details about this? Yeah, the design of it is that anyone can and should participate with this as long as they have the approval of their attending pastor uh, so that when they go back to their local congregation with the curriculum and materials that are provided to them, all free of charge, uh, an eight-week 
uh, curriculum course that will really help uh, individuals within a local church church to be able to establish maintain and effectively minister with people one-on-one dealing with the effects of cancer. They can go to the ourjourneyofhope.com website, ourjourneyofhope, all one word, all lowercase.com website, and they can uh, go to the register button and see all of the scheduled dates and locations of our free training and then register online and then attend one of those trainings and receive all the plethora of free resources online and that will be placed in their hands to go back to their local church to be equipped to start a cancer care ministry. Well, it's obvious how much it helped Stan and has helped many, many other people. And I want our listeners to know about this. Ourjourneyofhope.com is the website. Absolutely. All right. Now, Stan said that he was a cancer survivor, testicular cancer. That that, that doesn't sound very good to me. Well, what, what I certainly can tell you that um, what Testicular cancer is not a more commonly discussed cancer. Okay. You know, we hear a lot about prostate cancer, mm-hmm. obviously. We hear a lot about breast cancer, uh, colon cancer, but we don't hear a lot of people openly, and obviously, given the organ that is being affected with this type of cancer, we don't hear a lot of men discussing right. or even sharing that. And I think it's because, again, of the, the sensitive nature of, of, yeah. of the location of that. Yeah, of course. And, and what I can tell you, Wayne, is that I can recall very vividly uh, the first patient that I ever supported who had testicular cancer cancer. And it was an eye opener with regard to really beginning to understand from the male psyche's perspective and ego, uh, the unique ministry needs and opportunities of one who is going through that type of uh, treatment and disease. And Stan uh, spoke very uh, glowingly of going through his process, obviously very well and, and quickly. But testicular cancer is one of those types of cancers that we need to be mindful of and and being able to support men through when they are uh, diagnosed with that. Well, as I said, he's a survivor, but now he's a caregiver for his wife. And he said that caregiving was more stressful than his own cancer. Yep. He's a survivor for uh, 18 years now at the time of the recording of this. So he's a long-term survivor, and we praise God for that. Uh, But one of the things that I thought that was truly insightful, and I'm not sure if the average person really understands the dynamic of Uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual stress that a cancer patient has versus a caregiver. And in his particular example uh, and in his experience, he said it was more stressful for him being a caregiver than being an actual patient. And I think that that is a conversation that warrants more discussion because I'm not sure, Wayne, if we really have the sensitive consciousness that caregivers are really struggling Mm -hmm. and have their own issues that may not be addressed and are being overlooked because of the obvious, that we're we're focusing on the patient. Yeah, well, we've talked about that before, and we have programs in our archive where people can go back and listen to those conversations about how to be a caregiver and the the particular stress that caregivers go through. Absolutely, because, again— Cancer is a family disease, it's a church disease, it's a community disease, and those surrounding the patient, and more importantly, supporting the patient, really need to be addressed, supported, and nurtured because they are struggling or could potentially be struggling in ways that no one is very conscious of. I have seen families and marriages torn apart by a cancer diagnosis, and I don't think that any party... uh, 
consciously intended to have their family torn apart, but the stress and the anxiety and the rigors of being a supporter of one with cancer can certainly place a burden upon an individual that they're not prepared for. Yeah, and I was very encouraged when he acknowledged that, uh, you know, cancer is a physical battle, but it's a spiritual battle as well. And as he went through it and his wife has gone through it, it's a faith-building thing for them. Well, he talked about being associated with his men's ministry at his local church and praise God for the men's ministries out there. Uh, You know, we started a a men's support group uh, when I was uh, at the Midwestern Regional Medical Center, uh, and I wasn't sure if many men would actually participate, and we were really surprised Mm. that over coffee and donuts first thing in the morning, how many men would attend a men's caregiver group or support group in the hospital Mm -hmm. while their wives were receiving their treatment, and they would come out in large numbers and have very candid and frank discussion. So he talked about being associated with his men's group and how that was helpful and learning how to open up to other men and encouraging other men to open up when they're going through uh, struggles and stress and strain. Because as I mentioned in the uh, in somewhat facetiously, you know, I know my dad used to tell me, you know, keep it in your chest, keep it in your chest, be <laughs> oh, strong, oh. be powerful. <laughs> and, you know, we have that kind of mochismo dynamic right. working in us as men. But there are times just like anyone else that we've got to release and, and express and emote dynamics that are going with going on with us that then potentially can be counterproductive if we're not addressing that and speaking about yeah. that. Hey, can we circle back to that scripture you shared earlier? Again, uh, our spiritual nugget, Psalms 126, verse 5 and 6. As we close out this program, those who sow in tears or while struggling or while under emotional, physical strain shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping Bearing seed for sowing shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. And as we wrap up, our resource we want to leave in your hands is called Practical Needs of Cancer Patients. Make sure you download this right now at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Three words for you. Subscribe, share, and review. Subscribe to this podcast, share this podcast with others, and share what you've learned through this podcast, and then review the podcast for us on iTunes. Pastor Percy McCray, Pastor P, thanks for your time today. And we are remembering that God is good all the time. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.